Hey everybody, Brian Boyle here and welcome back to another episode of Run Painless, Run Ageless. I'm your host and if you are just coming here, I appreciate you and welcome. And if you've been uh, been here before to the podcast, welcome back. Uh, for those that are just joining us, if you if you haven't been here, I encourage you to go back to episode one. Uh, you know, and listen to episode one. That's the, the the that's the episode where I discuss who I am as a physical therapist. You know, as a runner. Um, you know, why you should be listening. Who this podcast is for. And you know, that way I don't have to keep repeating this. Uh, you know, every single episode. But as I said, welcome back. And today I want to talk to you about. How do we measure physical activity? So what are things like metabolic equivalents? How do we figure this stuff out? Uh, we're gonna talk about a, a number of different things, uh, including uh, uh, Matt Fitzgerald's 80-20 principle and, uh, you know, and why this is so important. So uh, in a previous episode, I talked to you about, and this was the episode that we talked about if you were just looking to run for health. Um, you know, so, so I kind of outlined that you would want to, you know, do some resistance exercise first and then you would do your cardio after. Uh, and this is based on some science. There was a, uh, another physical therapist, uh, Dr. Cameron Gerber, who put out an article recently in, in utahrunning.com. You can check it out there on, uh, on nutrition and talked about, um, you know, the 3,500 calories. And, and 3,500 calories is what we typically use to say, you know, is equal to one pound. Um, you know, in, in reality, it's 3,500 calories of fat that's equal to that one pound typically, okay? So if we're looking for weight loss, we need to be burning 3,500 calories of fat. So cardio isn't a, uh, isn't a great way to lose weight unless your miles is, are so high and you're just not getting enough food, okay? This is where that calories in, calories out, you know, sometimes goes wrong, because of the fact that uh, you know you're taking calories in, you're getting rid of calories, but they may not be the right calories. And this is what uh, you know Dr. Gerber talks about in his uh, in his article, and and the fact that most of the times, uh, you know, if you're running less than 30 minutes a day, right? So if somebody goes out and, and you're running anywhere between three and four miles, and, and you're running anywhere between, a, um, you know, say maybe a seven-minute pace and a 10-minute pace, okay. Uh, you know, you, you probably are only hitting into that carbohydrate burn and you're not getting into the actual fat calories burn, all right? So, you know, you may not see an actual change in your weight if you are looking to reduce your weight. Now, why is this important for, for the person that's actually trying to improve their speed? You know, reducing weight can actually increase your efficiency and make you faster. That's good. If you're just looking to be healthy, Again, what ends up happening is that, you know, if you're not burning fat calories and you're just burning carbohydrates, you know, and then you go to, you know, and you, you know, you get done, this happens to all of us, right? We get hungry and now all of a sudden you're consuming calories and you really never even burned into the fat calories, you know, then unfortunately your, your calories in, calories out doesn't necessarily equate. So we, we do want to mention that. So what is a metabolic equivalent? So how can we figure this out? So metabolic equivalent or METs, yeah, you know, one MET is defined as the energy it takes to sit quietly. So for the average adult, this is about one calorie per every 2.2 pounds of body weight per hour. Yeah, again, this is a rough estimate. If, you, if you're really looking for the scientific way, um, 
I highly recommend getting a resting metabolic rate test. And these prices will, will vary significantly okay, uh, throughout the country. So I could tell you that you could get these from $99 probably up to about $750. So you, you want to make sure that you check around and look for, for uh, you know, for obviously, um, you know, what, what is all included in that. If it's just the resting metabolic rate and they're charging you $750, it's way too much. Uh, unless there's some coaching involved with it, unless there's some other things that would make it such, uh, you know, and like I said, I've seen it, uh, you know, as, as low as maybe $99, um, you know, again, depending on what you're looking to do. So uh, be mindful of that. So the resting metabolic rate test uh, is where you actually uh, breathe into a breathing apparatus. It measures what your, um, you know, your respiratory rate is. And then based on that, it measures the calories that you would burn in a given hour. Uh, you can do this sitting. You can do this sometimes. They'll do this on a, on a treadmill. Um, before, if you if you're looking at VO2 max as well, so just you know, again, it may be that they're they're adding a bunch of different things. Um, so again, just depends on what you are looking to do. So your resting metabolic rate, obviously, you're going to be sitting. Uh, if you're going to get VO2 max, you may do your resting metabolic rate first, and then VO2 max next. Uh, so again, look at the price for what you're getting with that as the example. Um, but what this is going to be is that someone you know, who weighs about 160 pounds would burn approximately 70 calories an hour while sitting or sleeping. So as we increase our rate of exertion, okay, uh, somebody that's running, say, maybe a nine-minute mile is going to have a, a metabolic equivalent of about 11, okay, and is going to burn for, for, again, anywhere between... You know, if you're 160 pounds to 190 pounds, anywhere between 100 or 330 calories per hour, I'm sorry, for, per half hour, and 413 calories per half hour. Okay, so again, running nine-minute mile, depending on whether you're 160 pounds or 190 pounds, you're going to burn anywhere between 330 calories and 413 calories per half hour. Extend that out to the hour, and obviously, you're going to double that. So... Why is this important? Well, it's important because of the fact that we need to know how much we are burning, okay? Uh, And we also need to, we can then equate these metabolic equivalents to things like, what if I am, um, you know, walking, okay? So if I'm not going to be running, but uh, but I'm going to be walking, okay? Or what if I'm going to be bicycling, you know, and, uh, you know, and I'm going to be cycling, um, what does that look like? Okay, so for comparison's sake, bicycling light effort is going to be about 10 to 12 miles per hour. All right, this is going to be anywhere between three to six mets. Okay, versus that running, which is going to be 11 mets. So there's obviously going to be a more significant burn in calories at the higher metabolic equivalent than the you know the the bicycling at a light effort. Uh, this is this is helpful on rest days. So if you're looking at you know how can I active recover or you know kind of rest cross train, uh, you know again if we're looking at these metabolic equivalents and we're looking at how much should we be consuming versus letting go of, sometimes it makes a little bit more sense, um, you know to uh, to be able to adjust that based on these metabolic equivalents. I understand there's a lot to this. So I'll put in the show notes some uh, some resource guides that you can use, uh, you know, that, that, are, that are handy. Um, you know, that way you can kind of take a look, you know, that to, to see where you should be and if you're trying to figure this all out. 
Now, uh, you know, Matt Fitzgerald, getting back to that. So we talked about the uh, the 80-20 principle by Matt Fitzgerald in his, in his book, 80-20 uh, uh, Running, uh, you know, is, is, is a really good book. And I highly recommend that you, you take a look at it, uh, you know, if, if you're interested in this sort of stuff. Basically, he talks about uh, 80% of your training should be in the moderate intensity, okay, and 20% in high intensity. So if we want to simplify it even more so than trying to figure out, uh, you know, folks like, um, you know, uh, gosh, easy for me to say, Jack Daniels, uh, running formula, uh, he gets into all sorts of, uh, uh, you know, very, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say complex, but but they are. They're, they're, they're pretty complex, uh, you know, formulas and, and ways to figure out the training. Uh, you know, Matt simplifies it into 80-20. So 80, 80% of your training should be moderate intensity, uh, you know, figuring 60 to 80% of, uh, of max heart rate. And uh, 20% of that should be higher intensity training and, uh, and kind of really puts you into the, uh, you know, the, the higher end of that, um, which is, which is going to be, uh, you know, for most people, if we're thinking about the 80%, you're going to be in the fat burning zone. 20% is going to be anaerobic. Uh, so you're not really burning fat as much, uh, you know, fat loves oxygen. So you're not really burning the, uh, the fat as much, but, uh, but you can still see some significant gains in, uh, you know, in this, uh, you know, this 20% of your training, being at that higher intensity. So again, isn't it it an exact science? Well, again, with all of this stuff, you think about it, there's more than one way to train. So if you're looking for something a little less complicated, uh, but something that might be a little bit easier to understand, uh, the 80-20 principle looks very enticing. If, uh, if you're looking for something a little bit more complex, uh, you know, you could certainly use uh, the Jack Daniels program. I certainly recommend that. I've, I've used that with, you know, most of my coaching clients um, and, and have seen very good results. But again, that's, uh, you know, that's entirely up to you. I throw this out there just to give you an awareness as to what is available, what's out there, uh, you know, what kinds of things should you be looking at. You know, if, uh, if you are looking at, uh, um, you know, ways to improve your running or just stay in better health, then these are definitely, uh, you know, things that you need to be considering. And uh, last but not least, okay, uh, you know, if we're, uh, if we're looking at uh, uh, VO2 max, all right, uh, you know, your VO2 max is going to improve in that, uh, uh, if we're going off of Matt's formula, that, uh, that 20% higher intensity, that's where you know they look at um, 40 to 40 to 50 percent, or I'm sorry, 40 to 45 uh, VO2 max uh, is basically like running a uh, an eight-minute mile. Okay, so uh, you know when we think about that, and we think about the you know most runners are are running faster than that. Not most, but but a lot of folks are running faster than that. Um, you know that does that does really then make a difference as to how you can equate and get into other uh, you know areas with this metabolic equivalence. But uh, but your VO2 max is only going to improve with the higher intensity workout. So if you're looking at uh, you know at ways to improve your VO2 max and increase your running efficiency, uh, you know then I would suggest that you definitely go get your VO2 max tested. Uh, you know and then uh, you know we map out the uh, the ways to to improve that so uh, another episode that we can talk about that vo2 max 
for sure. And if you've got any questions, as always, send them to me, Brian, B-R-I-A-N at company5k.com. That's company, the number 5k.com. And uh, I'll be happy to get back to you as quick as possible. I try and get back to people within 24 to 48 hours. It's, uh, you know, sometimes these, uh, these requests come in all at once. Sometimes they come in, you know, one a day, um, you know, with, with these emails. But I, I always make time to answer them. And, and please feel free to send them in. And uh, until next time, we'll see you again. Take care.